I feel so at peace with turning 30. Like, I feel so excited for what's next in my 30s. I feel like the 20s have, was really a time where I did the dirty work and like set the groundwork. And now my 30s, I'm getting to know myself so much better. And I'm just really, really excited for going into my 30s. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, Christina. Hey, Ray. Before we get started, we just wanted to say that we have compiled an Amazon wish list from the teachers in our community. Ray and I have really been thinking of ways to really support the Confident Collective community, and this is just one small way. We value our teachers so much, so we're going to share a link in the show notes, and if you have any means to support any of these teachers by purchasing something on their wish list, I think it would be so helpful for them and we would really appreciate it. And I know they would too. So we'll leave it in the show notes, we'll leave it on stories and feel free to share with anyone in your community as well. Right. I have a very, very important question for you to kick things off. Oh my God. What? Okay. Do you share your location with anyone? Like on your phone? Yes. Who do you share it with? Like all, I was actually, I think I share it with you. No, actually. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, I share it with like, uh, I would say probably 10 friends and my mom. Really? You okay, don't share your why? Look- I don't. Okay, so I just had a whole conversation about this with my friends in um, my group chat, and none of us shared our locations. But like, I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to do. I just don't do it with anyone. And I was wondering, and I had this conversation with Steve. I was like, should we be sharing each other's locations? And Steve's like, oh, like in case you get kidnapped or something. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, But I don't. So why do you share with all your friends for that same purpose? Okay, so I, this is like actually a new thing for me. I have a friend here in New York who she loves like checking on her friend's locations. Like she'll just like check, like check in and see where people are. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, I kind of like love that just to like check in. And I don't know when the actual sharing location started, but I'll just at night, I'll just check in and be like, oh, what's Hannah doing? Where's Rosie? Stop. What's so you Brian check doing? in on your friends? Yeah. Like I just see where people are. I haven't really used it for anything, but maybe. Oh, no, actually, the other day I was in Philadelphia and I saw my friend Malia was like 10 minutes away. And I was like, what the hell? What are you doing in Philadelphia? Come over. And she couldn't end up coming over. But seeing that would be an instance where it was like, oh, useful. Also, if you're like single and going on dates, that's kind of a good thing. So your friends know where you are. Yeah, no, I actually think it's a really good thing, but it's so interesting. And I've never thought about like just checking in on people and their location. I feel like that would be like an extra thing I don't need to do at the end of the night, honestly. Yeah. So this is actually a funny story that the other weekend I was with my friends in Philadelphia and my friends are a couple and they share each other's location. And it's not like out of a distrust thing. And she was like, so her fiance went out with her little sister because her little sister is more of like a partier or they went to like a game or something that like my friend just didn't want to go to. She was like, you guys go. And it's like 3 a.m. And she's like, where the hell is he? And he like checks his location and he he passed out drunk on her sister's couch. And she was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, he like, 
this isn't a good look like being at my sister's apartment. They were like totally joking about it. But she was like checking his location to see where he was at. And I was like, wow, that can actually be a really healthy thing. You only think of it when you're like trying to be like, where are they? Like checking the location and being like, are they cheating on me? Yeah, I feel like it could be a really healthy thing or depending on your relationship, it could be really toxic, to be honest with you. Because if you're someone who's not trusting, it's like, why'd you stop there? Like, where are you going there? You know, or if someone's location is all of a sudden turned off, it's like red flag, red flag, red flag. Oh, major red flag. So what was the consensus? Are you going to start sharing your location with anyone? No, I mean, maybe I will start sharing with Steve, but I didn't turn it on. Like one of my friends requested my location. I was like, why do you need my location? For me, honestly, yeah, the way I thought of it though, is that my phone is always dying. So I was like, is this going to drain my battery even more? That's kind of where my mind went. She also like (laughs) lives in a different state. And I was like, oh, I don't need this. But then I was thinking about it. Because we were talking about one of my friends was like, I just don't want my husband to see that like sometimes at the end of the workday, I stopped by Sonic to get like a cherry limeade drink. Like I, he doesn't need to know that. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. Like if someone was tracking my location, what would be the one place I was most embarrassed to be seen at? I have that question for you. Like where would you be embarrassed for someone to find you at? Honestly, like, I think it would be pretty embarrassing just, like, how much I actually am home. Like, I think they would be like, wow, she's a fucking loser. You're like, like this, this bitch is at her apartment no again. Like, I thought she was way cooler than no. she was. Literally, that is my biggest fear is, like, when I was sharing my location with my friend here, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to realize that I'm actually not cool. It's all a facade. I'm a fucking loser. I'm always at home reading fucking smut fiction books. And watching Trash Love Island. Like, I'm actually a loser. So that's my biggest fear, and that's the reality of it. Like, I'm I'm never out doing anything cool, like, most of the time. I mean, sometimes I am, but most of the time I'm just at home. What would be yours? Honestly, I was really thinking about this, and I think that the only place I'd be super embarrassed about would be, like, honestly going to Erewhon all the time because they'd be like, this fucking (laughs) bougie-ass bitch is hungry again. Like, what is she doing? No, when I was in L.A., that would have been mine as well. Like, 100%, (laughs) it would have been, like, she's at Erewhon again. Like, who the fuck does she think she is? Like, Kourtney Kardashian, this is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So I get that one. Honestly, and you know what? You're investing in your health. That's really what you're doing. (laughs) Okay. Also, sure. Erewhon and Equinox are really close together. So it's like maybe people think you're at the gym. True, true, true. They'll be like, wow, Christina's smashing the gym. She's there like three wow. times a day. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, wait, no, there's an Erewhon there. That's where she is actually. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good question. I like that one. Um, okay, well, my life updates are... I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, oh my God, these past few months of just like being really slow and like being at home have been so nice and just like really restorative. And she was like, months? Didn't you get back from Korea? (laughs) With gone on the weekends. Literally, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I was like, wait a second. It has been weeks. Like it it actually has felt like months though. Like I'm like, it really does feel like it's been such a long sort of time. And I'm like, wow, I've gone into such a good workout routine. I've been hitting the gym consistently for months. I've been cooking at home <laughs> for months. It's been like three weeks. That's sickening. Okay. So anyway, that's all I've, I've realized that's all I really need to re- re- rest and recharge is a few weeks. And then things are going to be getting really crazy again because, well, by the time this comes out, I would have gone home to Colorado for my birthday. I Mm -hmm. would have gone to on my hiking trip. Well, I'll be on my hiking trip to Italy going there. 
And then after that, when we get back, it's New York Fashion Week and you're coming out and we're doing Fashion Week together. So it's just going to be like kind of a whirlwind. Number is going to be like hitting the ground running. And I actually am very excited because I feel like this downtime has now set me up to be able to just like go crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, I think it's hilarious that you think you've had a lot of downtime because I'm like, this bitch is never actually home besides. But then it's like, I just said my most embarrassing. I know. I know. That's why I'm like, what? That's very weird. You have a very exciting couple weeks. And I'm also like, it's so weird because I feel like my life is about to get so crazy too. Because Steve and I are going away. We're coming back. Then we're going on a road trip with the boys. And then I'm coming back to New York again. And then it's my grandfather's 100th birthday. So I'll be in New York for that too. I cannot believe your papa is going to be 100 years old. 100 years old. Isn't that wild? How's he doing? Can he like walk up the stairs? Is that morbid? No. That was mean. But like, no, I'm no, just no, trying no. to gauge like, a, like a where question. his, you know, like how's he doing? Yeah. So mentally, he's the sharpest person I know. It's actually what? like scary. Like mentally, he is sharper than anyone in my family. He will remember every single detail. It is insane. His body is struggling a little bit. Like he had a hip replacement probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. So like his legs, his hips, you know, he struggles a little bit in that that sense, just mobility wise. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I also think he's just scared. He's scared to get hurt. He's always scared he's getting sick. But actually his health is knock on wood pretty great. Mm. But, you know, 100 years old. And this is going to be, like, kind of morbid and sad, too. But we were thinking about, who are we going to invite to his birthday party? And my mom's like, oh, all of his friends are gone. (laughs) And I was like, wait, sad. All of his friends are dead. She's like, it's the truth. She's like, they're either dead (laughs) or in Greece. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, anyways, we'll figure it out. And he doesn't speak Um, any English, right? No. He can understand, like, a little bit. Yeah, but isn't that wild? My grandparents moved here, I guess, in the 60s. I would say, yeah, because my mom was probably like 10 and they've never learned English. They never learned how to drive. They moved to Brooklyn where where you can walk everywhere Mm -hmm. and their entire community was all Greek. Everyone that they were friends with, everyone that they worked with, they never even had to learn English. And then my mom, sometimes I'm like, wow, mom, you actually like are a badass. Like she came here, she was like in ESL classes, didn't know a word of English, and then had to like take care of her parents and like do everything for them too, because she, her and her sister were the only ones who spoke English. That's That's actually really wild. It's really wild. Um, Wow. But yeah, they just like kind of didn't have to. They like found their community here and got by. And now he's going to be 100 years old. And now he's going to be 100 years old. And I think we're going to do a boat cruise around New York City for his birthday. That will be so fun. It'll be really, really fun. It'll be really fun. We were actually trying to get him to go to Greece for his birthday. Do you think he could fly on an airplane? That was like what was like we were trying to figure out. We're like, okay, if we got him like a first class seat, blah, blah, blah. But then it was more complicated where we all wanted to be there for his birthday too. And we couldn't like figure out a way for everyone to get to Greece in the middle of September, you know? Yeah, a little complicated. Yeah. Complicated. So, yeah, that's what we're doing there. But wow, it's going to get crazy. Crazy. And that, and then you're going to be here for Fashion Week, which is my obsessed with, is, y'all, Christina and I are going to kill it this Fashion Week. This is my first Fashion Week I've ever gone to. You've been to a couple, right? I have, but it feels like decades ago at this yeah. point. So I'm really excited. I'm so glad we're doing this together. I don't think I would, well, A, if I didn't live here and B, if you weren't coming as well, I don't think I would 
be doing this. So I'm really excited. And we're starting to style our looks, which I just feel like there's so much like not pressure, but also just like excitement of wanting to create some like really, really epic looks to represent the curvy girls at Fashion Week. So for the next few weeks, that's going to be taking up like all of my time is like styling and ordering looks because it takes so, I feel like it takes so much time. And again, it is so much harder for curvy girls and like you and I are so like hard. mid-size, plus-size girls who dress well. If you see a plus-size woman who is killing it and dressing so well, I just need you to know that took so much time and work because finding things in your size is so hard. Like I've started kind of pulling stuff and I'm like, oh my God, this would be sick. Oh, doesn't go up to my size. This would be sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't go my size. Like I couldn't imagine what it's like going online and shopping and 90% of the things you could just wear. That is mind-boggling to me. But anyway. I, I cannot fathom. Imagine actually just be like, you know what? I'm going to go into a short store and go shopping and find some cute-ass stuff. Never. 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 I'm actually really excited that you are doing this and like hyping it up because I'm not going to lie. If I'm being totally honest with you, I was getting so much anxiety because truthfully, I'm like, when am I going to find the time to do this? And I'm like, how, how? I'm like so scared of, I, I just can imagine all the orders I'm going to have to place and all the things that aren't going to fit. So the fact that you're like, okay, no, we got this. Let's start from right now is making me feel a little bit better. Good. I'm I'm supposed to be the anxious one. You're supposed to be the cool, calm, collected one. What's happening to us? No, 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 no. But with this stuff, you're, I think, a little bit more organized. So you can be True. cool, calm, and collected. For me, I have a bunch of things right now going on like in my personal life that like honestly it's hard for me to focus on one thing at a time and so things keep getting pushed back a little bit all right well I'll be the organized leader I have started a Pinterest board I have started a Google Doc the outfit planning is beginning and it's going to be epic and I'm so freaking excited Okay, I'm so excited. And I can't wait for you guys to just consume all the content that we're excited to create because I think we're going to make a splash and I think it's going to be really, really fun. No anxiety um, here. Speaking of New York, okay, you know what I'm obsessed with? What? And I think we've talked about this briefly. You really need to start watching it, but The Real Housewives of New York, the new Roni. Yes. It's so good. And I want to talk about it in a little bit more detail because I love it. First of all, the cast is so good and so refreshing. Jenna Lyons, I love her. I've never seen someone who is just so unapologetically themselves and Mm. doesn't care. And I think that's refreshing and so inspiring. I love seeing Sai give like an influencer behind the scenes to the world because I feel like people think of influencers in a certain way. And she's a little bit older. She's been doing this for a long time. And I love seeing like that boss fish energy from her. Bryn, the cutest person ever. Her story was like so personal and vulnerable and made me cry watching it. Just overall, oh, it's so refreshing and I need you to get on it immediately. And please tell me you have. Okay, well, I haven't, but I actually will this time. This isn't where I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it. I really am. I've just been so... Bu- like busy at home, busy at home, but also not, but busy, but Love Island was my priority. And now that it sure. is over, I do have the time. So I actually am going to start it this week because Love Island is over now and I can fully commit because before I just, I couldn't, my, my heart and my soul was with Love Island. I had to see that through. And so now that that has completed, I am ready because you're like the second or third person that's told me it's so good. And it's like a little bit different than the other housewives. Like it feels so different. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm down. And I've seen some clips of it on TikTok and I'm like, okay, I actually do think I would like that. And also like, maybe you could be on it. (gasps) Do you think? 
I need to make a splash <laughs> in New York. I think you're probably like a little young right now, to be honest with you. Really? Um, what is the median age of the women on there? You know, that's a good question. I would say probably 40. Okay, well, I'm only 10 Me, years I, away. I'm, that is based on zero facts. I actually have no idea how old they are. That I have no idea. Okay, we'll have to but look at that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say it's younger, where I feel like the rest of the Housewives franchise, they are probably 50s, 60s. What is it I'm like? I'm also making that up again, too. I actually, I have no idea. But probably around there, you know? But like, to be on The Real Housewives, I always thought you had to be married to a really rich man, or that's basically what the, the premise of the show has been in the past, right? I mean, I guess technically because they were rich housewives, right? Exactly. But I feel like not anymore. It's shifting. A lot of these housewives are now entrepreneurs. And especially for this new Roni reboot, mm. maybe like two or maybe three of them okay. are rich housewives. But a lot of them have their own career separately. It's not like they're at home doing nothing all day. And not that a housewife right. is at home doing nothing. But you know what I mean? Like they have their yeah. own careers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, check. I meet that criteria. Real Housewives in New York. <laughs> Here we go. Well, everyone, as you can tell by the title of this episode, (laughs) I am turning 30 years old, which is so crazy to me because I always think of that Friends episode where Rachel's turning 30 and she's like freaking out. And she's like, oh, my God, I have to meet my person by this time. There are kids by this time and blah, 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 blah. And I actually don't feel like that at all. So by this time, we're recording this earlier, but it'll come out after my birthday. My birthday's on the 18th. Leo season. And I actually went back and listened to my episode from last year. And I was like dying because last year, obviously I was in LA and we went to this like bowling and burlesque thing. And I accidentally got everyone super high. (laughs) I didn't realize how strong these edibles I was giving out. We were all dripping sweat and you were telling the story of how you smashed your finger with the bowling ball and you could tell everyone was super high because we were all looking at different fingers. You were like, my finger's so swollen. (laughs) And I'm like, your pinky has never looked bigger. And you're like, I didn't smash my pinky. (laughs) We were out of our minds. And I was just dripping sweat. Like everyone, I don't know what was in these edibles, but we were, we must have been a mess. And we had all this food at this bowling alley. I didn't eat one bite because I was just like out of my mind, like no appetite. But we had a great time, but it was just hilarious that we were all like tripping balls at this bowling alley. And it was, it was so fucking funny. Wait, except me. I was the only one not tripping balls because I was pregnant. And no one knew. Okay. And and no no one one knew. knew. No one knew, and I was the only one that that wasn't messed up because I was pregnant. But do you remember I almost couldn't get in? Yes, because you forgot your driver's license. No, because my driver's license was expired, and they wanted me to go back and get my passport, and it was like a whole thing. I'm like, this is a bowling alley. Like, are you serious? Yeah, that was And finally, I was able to, like, work my way in. But, yeah, that was so funny. I forgot about the finger thing. And then do you remember us trying to take a cute photo of you? Don't even talk to me. And finally, I was like, babe, this isn't going to happen. This is not your night. I was like, I think I was like, I turned 29 and I got ugly. I could not. No, it was the concealer. Uh, it was the concealer and the sweat and the lighting. Like it was a the, combo of both. But she looked like a sweaty Casper the Ghost or something. It was so bad. These photos were disgusting. I was like, put the camera away. We're not. I don't want to see myself. I don't want to see anything. <laughs> I'm fucking disgusted. I looked like a fucking creature from the creek. I won't. You know, you think you're going to have this hot birthday. Like, ooh, whatever. That was not it. I was dripping sweat. I was 
had so much white under my eyes for my concealer. I was in a denim jumpsuit that would not breathe. It was trapping in the heat, which is a theme for me on my birthday. Because if you remember my 28th birthday, I wore cargo pants to that bar I in San Diego. I do remember that. I and do remember those that. things were, I have never worn a piece of clothing that trapped in the heat like those things did. That was insane. I, I, I'll actually never forget that too, because for some reason we were all so messed up on your birthday in San Diego <laughs> as well too. And you came home, I'm like, why did you shower? And you're like, you don't understand. The sweat in my cargo jeans was yeah. undeniable. And then I remember I, for some reason I couldn't sleep because I can never sleep when I drink. And at 4 a.m. I started doing my skincare routine and then dropped my favorite eyeshadow oh. palette in the toilet. That house at 4 a.m., everyone was doing the weirdest things. It was just a weird, weird night. And I met that guy who I thought his name was Bo. And I was calling him Bo the entire night. Bo, 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 Bo. And I finally go, how do you spell it? B-O or B-E-A-U? And he goes, M-O. His name was Mo. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God. I need to go home immediately. But, okay, what did you do for your 30th birthday, Christina? Oh my gosh, I was thinking about this and it just brought me back to the best memories ever. So for my 30th birthday, we, gosh, I had so many friends here at the time. I was thinking about who was there for my 30th birthday. Were you in LA? I was like, wait, this is, yeah, I was in LA. I was like, this is kind of sad. Like so many people have left. We went to Angel City Brewery, which is a brewery in downtown LA and just had the best time there. You can just have like tacos, burgers, and like all these food trucks that you can order from. There's all these games. We're like playing Jenga, board games, just drinking all day long. And then after that, we rented out some lanes at a bowling alley and arcade nearby. So we all went there afterwards. We bowled, had so much fun. And at this point, we were like probably partying for six to seven hours. So it was like a long day. And then of course, I can't let the night end. So then we went from downtown LA to West Hollywood, which is where we lived and went to my favorite bar, RIP. I cannot believe it doesn't exist anymore. It makes me so sad. The Hudson. It was such an icon, like a Los Angeles icon. And it was fun. But the best part was on the way from downtown LA to West Hollywood. It was me, Steve, my friend, Christy, Derek, and Thomas. They were all in the backseat, like crammed together. And we were just belting out Celine Dion the entire (laughs) ride. Like Celine Dion's greatest hits from downtown LA to West Hollywood. Then we went to the Hudson, partied all night, like just had such a wild time. And then the next morning, I woke up and flew to Paris, where I went to Paris for my birthday with my mom and my sister. Wait, that's a dream 30th birthday. It was such a dream 30th birthday. And then I was thinking about it. My sister ended up having to go for work. And actually, I think what happened was my family felt really bad for me that I wasn't having some iconic 30th birthday. And they're like, oh, Christina's depressed. She's turning 30. Let's go to Paris. <laughs> so my mom's like, let's just go to Paris with your sister since she has to be there for work anyways. So my sister was working a lot of the time. And my mom and I would just spend like the entire day walking around the city. And it was so nice to have that time together. We would go to little farmer's markets and then picnic around Paris. And then go. we did so much shopping. But the best part of the entire trip was when we escaped the Parisian police. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. You can get cash back at over 4,200 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Some stores I love shopping at are Sephora, Ulta, Macy's, Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale's, Walmart, and Nike, just to name a few, and they're all on Rakuten. 
I also love that there are websites like Hotels.com and Travelocity, so you can get cash back when booking travel. Membership is free and easy to sign up, and promotions are always changing. And if you're wondering how it works, the stores pay Rackets in the commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Maximize your savings by stacking cash back on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Start shopping at Rakuten or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Happy shopping. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. It is currently 8.37 a.m. I'm getting my day started and I'm sitting here drinking my AG1 as I get my day going. I love that by drinking AG1, I am covering my nutritional bases every single day. You know, I'm turning 30 and in this episode, I talk about taking care of your body because it's good for you and it feels good, not just because you want to look a certain way. And taking AG1 is one of those things I do to invest in my health. So just like I make time to go to the gym, I make sure I am taking my AG1 every single morning. If you want better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support, and you don't like taking pills and vitamins, then give AG1 a try. Each serving costs less than $3 a day. So if you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash cc. That's drinkag1.com slash cc to check it out. The Parisian subway police. Hey, what did you do? Do you not remember this? Oh my gosh, it was iconic. So they were trying to shake us down in the metro in Paris. The police were trying to shake you down? The subway police were trying to shake us down. So when you go into the metro in Paris, you have to enter in these like little tickets to get in and the gates open and you can walk in. It's not like how in New York City, you can kind of like jump over the turnstile. You don't have that. Like the doors open up. Yeah. So you put them in and then that's it. And then you're in the subway. But when we were getting out of there, they were like, hey, do you have your turnstile ticket or whatever it's called? And we're like, no, we got rid of it. And I couldn't find mine. My mom and my sister somehow kept theirs. I think I probably just threw mine out. And there was this other couple that they were doing this to, another American couple. And we're like, we don't have ours. Nowhere does it say you have to keep yours. Like, we got in, we're leaving. They were trying to hold us back. And they're like, no, you have to pay 250 euro. And we're like, what? We're like, no. And then my sister had hers. My mom had hers. So they were like, you can go. You have to stay. And this guy, like, pushed me back. And my sister, I've never seen her like this before. But she was like... Oh, hell no. <laughs> you do not touch my sister. And she started like flipping out. Then my mom started flipping out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do we do? Meanwhile, other subways kept going. They weren't asking a single other person. Like, I think they were like, they were like, oh, tourists, right. let's get money. <clears throat> so then all the guards all of a sudden started talking and they were trying to figure out like what to do, how to control us. My sister was like, I work here. I'm going to call the embassy. She's like making a scene. And then all of a sudden I noticed for a split second that they weren't paying attention to us. And I go, Mom, run. <laughs> and I took off. I just took off. All of a sudden, my mom, my sister just take off behind me. 
We are running like out, of, out of like born identity. Okay, we are like running through like the turnstiles. We are jumping over. We are like climbing upstairs, running. We did not stop running for I would say ten minutes until we got back to our hotel. Oh my god, your poor and mom mind you, because your mom she's very like oh, proper. Ha- my mom is proper, but my mom will not be taken advantage of. Ah, uh, so she was down for it. She was down for it. And meanwhile, we were shopping all day, so we looked like. We had Celine bags, Hermes bags, Louis Vuitton bags. Like, it was like they one of like, those. They were like, these bitches we're... have money. Exactly. They were trying to shake us down. Um, <laughs> but we escaped the police. And it's probably one of my favorite memories with my family. Because it was just so ridiculous and so funny and so fun. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Well, for my birthday this year, I'm not doing anything like I did. The last two years were like crazy party birthday. And this year, I I might do like a little something actually like this weekend just with people in New York, come to a bar in, in the evening and chill out for a little bit, but nothing like crazy like we've done in the past. And then I'm going to Colorado and I'm spending it with my family because like my grandparents' house, who I basically like grew up in that house, we're selling it. So we're like having a big dinner party at the house to like oh, say goodbye so to special. the house. I know it's so special. And we're doing that on my 30th birthday. And then we're going up to the mountains. My little sister lives in Brackenridge. And so we're going to the mountains, we're paddle boarding, we're hiking, we might try mountain biking. I'm doing like the outdoorsy 30th birthday. And then we're going to my favorite restaurant in Breckenridge, which is Orem. You guys, if you go there, you have to go. This chocolate chip cookie is the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had in my whole life. And I was there last, I was there in February on a ski trip. And once again, I had an edible and I don't know what happens to me when I have these edibles. I lose my appetite. And I remember sitting at that table so high, staring at this cookie being like, I want that so bad, but if I eat it, I will throw up. And I was so mad at myself because it is so good. So this year I'm like, okay, we're going and I'm going to fully enjoy this cookie and I'm so excited. And then Wait, that sounds like such a fun, wholesome 30th birthday. Yeah, but then we're also going out in Breckenridge like as my family because my family's kind of crazy. My dad is literally the craziest. We'll be like, oh, we're so tired. Let's go. He's like, we're not going home. You come on. We'll have one more drink. He has, that man has so much energy. I do not understand it. Like my parents party so hard. They're kind of crazy. I'm like, you guys, you good? I don't know what's going on. How you have so much energy. Like you guys are in your fucking 60s. What is happening? Oh, you know, your parents are so fun. They're so They really are like a good time and you can go out. I feel like that's kind of so cool that you can go out partying with your family. Yeah, there's this bar in Breckenridge that has like live music and people like dance on the tables and like it's just the most like fun, welcoming environment. Like people are like screaming, singing to each other. So we're going to do a little Breckenridge night out and it's going to be just, I'm really excited. I'm getting in touch with my like nature side going into my 30s, you know? Yeah, because then you're going to Italy too. Oh yeah, and then I'm going to Italy So every year, my college friends and I do a trip together. And I was like, I'm calling it my 30th birthday trip because it's falling out in my my birthday month. And they couldn't come to any of the stuff. So I'm like, okay, the trip is my birthday trip. So anyway, we're doing a hiking trip in the Italian Dolomites, which is, it looks incredible. I've never been to this part of Italy, but basically we're just like driving around, hiking. And then for part of it, we're doing like hut to hut hiking. Mm -hmm. So I Wait, I don't know what hut to hut hiking is. Okay, so a hut is not like the right term, but they're called like refugios. Refugios in Italian. Okay. <laughs> that sounds more descriptive. Refugios. Perfect. And they're basically, I call them huts, but they're these cabins, these 
little mini like bed and breakfast maybe is the best word to describe mm. it where they have like bunk beds and it's you have to hike there and so you hike like 10 miles one day to the first one and then the next day you hike a full day to the next one and then you hike a full day to the next one so like it's where you sleep every night but they have three course meals for you. And it's like, you look outside and it's like the most beautiful Italian mountains you've ever seen. There's like cows walking around. It's going to be so incredible. So that's what we're doing at the end of August to round out the birthday month. So yeah, I really am just having a wholesome nature 30th birthday. I love that. That is so much fun. I'm very excited. Do they have spas in these huts? No, not in the huts, but we're ending at a really luxurious hotel for the last night. We're doing massages. They have the pools that you like swim out. Yeah, so we're doing like the roughing it a little bit, and then we're doing the lux, lux, lux on the tail end. Okay, and then we come back. Okay, amazing. I love this. Is going to be quite the physical adventure. I know. If like I, I've been doing the stairmaster at twelve, three thirty, like crazy to try and get ready. And I'm now going to start wearing my hiking boots to the gym just to really get ready for these last two weeks because I need, I just need to make sure they're like broken in and I haven't worn them in a long time. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Question though. Yeah. When you're on the Stairmaster, what is your setting and how long do you go for? Because let me tell you something. I was feeling my strongest the other day and I did 10 minutes on the Stairmaster at like five, six speed. And I literally had to stop like five minutes I stopped for like 30 seconds. I had to keep stopping for 30 seconds. I'm like, this is so freaking hard. Yeah. What do you do? And how do you do it? Because the people who are on there for 45 minutes, I'm like, what are your secrets? I don't freaking get it. The Stairmaster is the hardest thing I've ever done. I hate it. I, so I can do the 12, 330 pretty with a breeze, just put on a show and do it. But the Mm -hmm. Stairmaster, I kind of max out at 15 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. my max. And I have it on setting five. Setting six, okay. the one at my gym, I feel like is faster. I don't know. I've done them at different gyms and I'm like, I don't know. Or maybe I'm just in less great of shape. But it is like I do setting five for 10, 15 minutes. Like 15 if I'm feeling good. Like okay. I get bored. And also I feel like we need a Stairmaster for people with big feet because I'm trying to push. Oh my gosh, my feet are always hanging off of Hanging it. off the back. I'm like, I'm trying to push up and like build the booty, but like my heels hang off the side of the Stairmaster. I'm like, this is an issue. That, that is a very good point because if you want to build the booty, you have to push with your heel. And if your heel doesn't fucking fit on the step, you're not pushing with your heel. Yeah, so I try and who like... we got a call? Who do we... We need to make who like a call? big girl workout equipment. But no, I do like one minute straight on and then I'll do like 30 seconds pivoted to the right and then 30 seconds pivoted to the mm. left. And then sometimes I'll add some kicks in there. If you've ever been to Bunda okay. in LA, they do like these weird things on the Stairmaster. That's where I, I learned it. Yeah, I think like I would love that workout. Which Brian is opening a Bunda in Encino. I don't know how close Encino is to you, but if it is, Not you should go. for me to like die to go. But anyway... Okay, well, as I'm leaving this last decade of my life, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a weird place. Like I've I've said I've been in kind of like my flop era. I'm kind of in like a little bit of a funk, but I do feel like things are starting to shift. And this was actually a good exercise for me to think back on like the last 10 years of my life. And I'm going to share like 10 takeaways. But as I was doing this, I just wanted to see what was out there for like advice Mm -hmm. for turning going into your 30s. I found this article that was so depressing. Like basically they pulled people on what advice they would give people who are going into their 30s. 
And some of them, I was reading them. I was like, did they find the most bitter fucking people they could on the street? Because listen to one of these. If your friend group hasn't already gotten smaller, be ready for it too. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, this is so messed up. Okay, continue. Don't take it personally. Some people just don't have the energy to hang out with you as much as they used to. And others are entering different phases of their life, like moving, careers, or even procreating for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) No, I read that and I was like, what? Like this person? So freaking negative, by the way. Literally, like, thank it's like, you. if you don't feel like you don't have friends, get ready because you won't have any fucking friends in your 30s is essentially what this person is saying. I'm like, oh my God. I know. I will say though, in your 30s, and I do think that this was an interesting pivot for me is I feel like in your 20s, you're coming out of college. You probably like have a big group of friends. And I do feel like that big group dissipates a little bit. I and agree. I guess for the reasons that maybe this person is saying <laughs> in a in a not so negative way, like people, you know, like move, they have different careers, they have kids, things change. But that doesn't mean you can't find new friends or like that your friendships can't evolve with you. It's just like a little bit, it's different than like the party friends you had in your 20s. Right. I, I think it's great because then the people who are with you in your 30s are more meaningful friendships. That is the more positive way of staying, saying it rather than <laughs> how this person decided to say it. Right. If your friend group hasn't already gotten smaller, be ready for it too. Like, right. Jesus. Right. right. Instead of like, if your friend group gets smaller, don't worry about it because the ones that are there for you are the more meaningful friendships you should continue to work on. Wait, here's another one that made me laugh. Because if you're already feeling anxious, this should help. You should have already started planning for your 50s about five years ago. Get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, no, but there was also one in there that was, like, really, really morbid. And it was like, you should start preparing for death and loss. Oh, wait, I read that one, too. I was like, someone was like, you know, I didn't really think about, like, death very much. But as you get older, like, people start dying and you need to be prepared for that. I'm like, I'm sorry. What the hell? I'm like, where did they find these people for this article? I guess they're being real, but I was like, damn. I will say, though, I saw this one that I thought was good, and I feel like we need to read it. One said, have fun. Too many people treat their 30s like their lives are over. But in reality, they can be a lot like your 20s, just with more money and experience, and ideally less worrying about what others think of you. And I love that. I love that one. That one is a good one. That's very on brand with, I think, our outlook on life. So on life. Mm -hmm. So I I love that one. Thank you for bringing us back with a little positive spin there, Christina. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, let's hear your takeaways because I want to know what you've reflected on because I think you and I are both very much the same where we have all these goals and ambitions. And as soon as we do something, we're on to the next one. And we never really take a moment to reflect on how far we've come and like honestly practice gratitude for what we have because we're also like always chasing, chasing, chasing. Yeah, we're very guilty of that. So, okay, looking back on the last 10 years of my life, this last, as I'm leaving my 20s, entering my 30s, this decade is over. Here are kind of my 10 key takeaways. Number one is don't ever let the fear of judgment keep you from going after what you want. I had someone ask me the other day if people ever made fun of me for when I started doing content creation, and absolutely they did. People made fun of me. People unfollowed me. People gave me such a hard time, and luckily the people that really mattered were always super supportive. And I also listened to this podcast with Jay Shetty and Tom Holland. If you haven't listened to that one yet, it's so good. But Jay was saying that when people talk to him, the main thing they say is, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. But like my friends would make so much fun of me or this or that. And I'm like, no, 
just fucking go for it. If there's something you want to do, you have to let go of that. Number two. Cannot agree more. Yeah. Number two. This one was hard for me. This one I think is, I used to think of this very differently, but you can have two good people that are not good together. I think younger Rayanne in my 20s would always be like, fuck that guy, fuck him, blah, blah, blah. And I think I've really realized that just because they're not right for you doesn't make them a bad person. I think that you can have two people who are just not right for each other, and that does not make them a bad person. I agree with that as well. And number three, it is never too late to pivot. I feel like we think like, oh my God, 30, or I'm already, you know, in my late 20s. I feel like we're seeing so many people now who are like in their early 20s, starting businesses, doing this, doing that. And like, oh my God, they already own a house. They already have a kid. Like you are on your own timeline. Don't let other people's timeline stop you from pivoting. Like if you're five years into being a lawyer and you're not feeling it, you can make a pivot. You're not locked in, into anything. I feel like we think we have these like rules and we have to do this and do that. Like it is never too late to pivot. You know what? I think that is probably some of the most valuable advice because I do think that people really get stuck and like they're scared to pivot too because it's like, mm-hmm. wait, I was supposed to be doing this. If I pivot, then that means like I kind of failed at it. But no, yeah. you're smart and you're redirecting. And I saw this amazing TikTok on this that I will have to find and leave in the share notes. But it was this older woman who lived in Italy and she was a journalist and was writing for all these magazines, but then magazines started dying. So then she started doing online journalism. And then she pivoted from there and started doing tours around Rome. And now she owns like a tour agency with her daughters. And pretty much she just kept pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. And people are like, oh, wow, like you're older and you found TikTok. And she's like, no, I've been doing some form of this for the past 30 years. And she just kept moving and pivoting. And it was really, really inspiring. And you have to listen to her story. Okay. Yes. Send us the, send me the TikTok. I need to see this. She sounds amazing. And number four is take care of your body because it's actually good for you, not just because of how it's going to make you look. I think this is one that clicked like in the last few years. I used to hate working out. I used to hate eating healthy, whatever, because I think it was only tied in my brain to how I physically looked. And now Mm -hmm. I understand how much like the food that you put in your body is affecting your long-term health. This makes me sound like such like a grandma or in movement, being able to move and like go to the gym and go hiking in Italy and do all this stuff. That is so important to invest in yourself and also for your mental health movement is very important. And actually one thing that clicked for me and everyone's got to find their thing that my astrologer told me when I moved to New York, she's like, movement is going to be very important for you because of the lines that I have here in my astrogeography. She's like, you need to be moving every single day. And you know what? That made me click. I was like, oh shit. Like it's not just about how you look. I think that shift has happened for me recently and it's been very freeing. Well, they say health as wealth, right? Because if you don't have your health, you have nothing else. So absolutely. Number five, there is a difference between loneliness and solitude. I think in my early 20s, I felt like I always needed to have people around, be doing things, going here, going there. And now I'm really okay with just like being alone. And I actually really, really need my alone time. And I think so much growth happens in solitude. And it's actually very important to give yourself that alone time to have that like space and clarity when you're not distracted by everybody else. And number six is kind of tied to that, but I would rather be alone than lonely in a relationship. 
a lot of times we're scared of being alone. So we stay in relationships that are not meant for us. And let me tell you, being alone is so much better and different than being lonely in a relationship. Because even though you're alone, you have your friends, your family, your hobbies, these things outside of just a relationship. Number seven is one I'm still working on and it's very hard for me, but you're not responsible for other people having fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. This one is so hard for me and I need to, this is what I'm really working on. As I go into like social settings or, or things like that, like you aren't responsible for how other people are feeling. All you can do is be open and inviting and they are adults and they can do the rest. This one is hard. I feel like a lot of people struggle with that, especially if you're like hosting a party. I think it's a little bit different, right? Because I, I but, feel very, very guilty of this. And I think Steve is sometimes like, stop overthinking about it. Like, just chill. Everyone's going to have a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, must have good time. But I think it like almost stops me from doing things because I'm like, oh, I rather would just not deal with it. So I'm not going to invite people or do this, mm. which it, I think in the long run hinders me. For sure. Number eight, don't let finding a romantic partner be the end all be all of everything. There's so many more amazing things in life than finding a man or a partner or whatever. That's just one part of your life. And I feel like so much messaging in our 20s is about finding that person and the emphasis like our whole world is revolving around partner and a romantic partner. And I think it's really important to fill your life and make sure your life is well-rounded before that. And number nine, the right people will come into your life. You're going to meet a lot of people in your 20s. And I think some people are meant to be with us for a short time. Some people are meant to be with us for a longer time. But when you find friends that you can be 100% yourself with, you've got to hold on to them and invest in them. I love that. And number 10 don't rush. I feel like we all are like, oh my God, I want to get married. I want this job. I want this house. And we forget, like we were just saying before this, to enjoy the journey and the process of it. And it's okay to not know what you want to do. Like travel, get out of your comfort zone and enjoy the time where you don't really have a plan. And you're not like, okay, I'm going to do this, then this, then this. Just enjoy being like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to follow this instinct and see where it leads me. Absolutely. I think that's such a great list. Thank you. And that is my 10 takeaways from my 20s going into my 30s. Christina Lee, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have any advice for someone going into their 30s? I mean, honestly, I feel like I would probably say a lot of the things that you just said. I think that for me, your 30s is at least what I am trying to do is more about like trusting yourself and yeah. knowing that like all the experience you've had so far, like that you had it in you to do whatever you want to do and you're absolutely capable. You don't really need permission from anyone else. I feel like in my 20s and even in my early 30s too, I was like kind of still seeking permission. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I need to let go of that. And I feel like that's what your 30s is for. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like your 30s is like such a great like building decade. Yeah. I advice. think that one of the greatest things that I've learned in my 30s that it's okay to not want the same things you always thought you did. Yes. I love that. I think that's I think that's really important because I think for me, 
I, I look at it sometimes and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I want that life now. Or I don't necessarily want to be doing the same things. And it, it makes me feel guilty in a way. Or I'm like, wait, no, like that's what you've always wanted. But it's okay as you grow for things to change. Yeah. And I think diving into that and learning and telling myself, it's okay to like change things. Like you're not gonna be the same person that you were in your twenties or in your teens. And you're not gonna be the same person in your forties and fifties. And it's okay to pivot and to know that like, if you want something different in your life to go for it, you don't have to listen to the person who you were in your twenties holding you back. Yeah. I love that. I'm so excited for them. I'm so, I'm so excited. And can I be honest with you? I feel like for a long time, I was like, oh, Ray's so much younger than me. But now that you're going to be in your 30s too. I feel like we're pretty much on the same playing field. So it feels good, you know? We're on the same page now, baby. Which I don't mm-hmm. I, That's so weird you felt like that because I never felt like I was so much younger than you. I actually never really felt like that on like a personal level. It's only when I would say your age out loud and I realized you're actually closer in age to Alexander than to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time. Right? That is weird to think about. Yeah, that, that is That is weird. so weird to think about. Wait, because you're 34. I'm 35. I turned 35 in April. Oh my God, you're 35. Mm. Holy yeah. shit. We're in our right? 30s, baby. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Okay, and to end things out, I always ask people, what's like a highlight from the last year? And what are you looking forward to most for this next year? So I'm going to answer my own question. And I think looking back, I'm very proud of where I came in this last year. Like moving to New York was such a big thing for me. I wanted to move to New York like after college and I was too scared and then ended up going to LA and I'm so glad that I did. It was the 100% the right path for me. But I think like picking up and moving was such a big thing for me. I'm so proud of myself for doing that because it would have been easier probably to stay in LA. And I'm really glad that I got out of my comfort zone and did that. And I think this next year, I'm really feeling like a lot of shifts happening with like what my career is going to look like. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. I don't really know what that's going to be. Hopefully way more events like the pool party and stuff like that. And and we'll see what happens. So I'm just trying to kind of lean into exploring other areas that pique my interest when it comes to my career. Because again, as I said, it's okay to pivot. I, if it's, I don't want to be doing the same thing I've been doing for the last 10 years. I'm feeling like the itch for something new. So this next year, I'm really excited to just explore that and follow those passions. And so that is it. My I love that. 30th birthday episode. All my wisdom um, laid out for you. I love all that wisdom. And I'm so excited for you. Happy birthday, babe. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. It means so much to us. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.